Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday Takes on Takes edition of the show. We wanted to make sure we still got it in among the divisional preview series. I guess that's what we're calling it. Kyle, welcome. Ready for Takes on Takes. We have to make time for Takes on Takes. I know. I know. It's non-negotiable. Especially with the fire that people sent in this week. We got a lot of good ones. Oh, we got some uh, some big time stuff. Yeah, this is great because I, I always get a chance to read them because I assemble them. And then you kind of see them for the first time <laughs> as we go. So you get to learn this on the fly here. So there's going to be some heat today. Very good. I want to give you the did, first one. because Did we get takes on like people's boards and stuff? Uh, yeah, Ben Solex. <laughs> <laughs> you got All right, let's go. All right, the first one's from Trevor Joseph. Tyler Johnson, the Minnesota wide receiver, will launch up draft boards this season thanks to the most facile slate of 1v1 matchups of all wide receiver prospects, save week three versus Kendall Vilder. Uh, new vocabulary for Joe. I'm guessing that's facile. I don't know what that means. You want to look it up? Yeah, definition of facile. Um, especially of a theory or argument appearing neat and comprehensive only by ignoring the true complexities of an issue? Superficial? Appearing neat and comprehensive only by ignoring the true complexities of an issue. Superficial. So he doesn't face any good cornerbacks. Is that what he's saying? He's going to rise up draft boards because he's not playing anybody good. He's going to have big right. numbers. Right. That's what he's saying. Oh, uh, the alternate, the other, there's two definitions. This one's much better. Number two is easily achieved or effortless. Trouble-free, unchallenged, painless. Effort-free slate of 1v1 matchups. (laughs) From Trevor Joseph. (laughs) Well, I guess it depends on what your perception is of Tyler Johnson right now, right? I mean, we just put out our rankings. I think Tyler Johnson's one of the 10 best wide receivers in this year's Mm -hmm. draft class coming into the season. And I like a lot of what Tyler Johnson brings to the table. Uh, I think he compares to Tyler Boyd versus Tyler Boyd coming out of Pittsburgh is kind of my comp. And the range that Tyler Boyd went and then the the potential career trajectory is is something similar that I would expect for Tyler Johnson. So uh, I guess it depends on how high you think he's going to end up. You have no feedback here? Uh, no, I'm just trying. I'm, I, my mind the whole time is thinking about the nature of this. That's of this, high. No, yeah. Well, like, I mean, just the whole concept of, I mean, Corey Davis, quote unquote, didn't play anybody. He was a top five pick. Like, I don't I don't know that it's always about who they, they play. That's not going to be the reason. Uh, and Trevor kind of communicates that, that he'll rise up boards because he's going to feast on bad corners. And I'm thinking about traits and process in my head the whole time. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a knucklehead here, letting it hang, and you just gave me nothing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. A take from Doctor. That's it. That's their name on Twitter, Doctor. Doctor. That's it. 
Uh, the new-look Cleveland Browns will be boosted by new additions and secure a one seed in the AFC. OBJ will near 2,000 yards and 14 touchdowns. Baker will go for 5,000 and be an MVP consideration. Defense will end the year top five in the league. Takes on takes. Well, my take's always been this offseason that Pittsburgh wins the North. So, and I like the Browns. I think they'll win nine, ten games, something like that. Um, so I don't think they'll be the number one seed in the AFC. Odell Beckham will not have 2,000 yards. I think he's more likely to get 14 touchdowns. Baker will come under 5,000 yards, um, but he'll be in the consideration. Yeah, that's fine. And then defense will not be in the top five. So I'm selling a lot of this take. You just Big, don't respect the Browns. You don't respect I, America's team. I No, I I love the Browns. That's no, the thing is I love. You don't. You just no, told I, that you don't. Don't lie to us. Kyle, do you love the Miami Dolphins? Do you think they're going to be the number one seed in the playoffs? There's a difference. It's no. my team. <laughs> you just said they're on America's team. I don't think so, man. They're I, I America's team. They are. Oh, and they I, are. I love the Browns. I love Baker Mayfield. I'm just – I think it's more of a next year thing. And I said that about the Bears going into last year. So look, you got to take that for what it is. But I'm not you know really calling the Browns. About last year, though? Who? The 49ers. We said think, that about the 49ers yeah, last year, too. That's true. That's true. I don't know, man. They got to they gotta have to prove it to me. That's what I'll say. I'm not ready to crown them. Bull Bittler. I read this 10 times, and I'm glad no, you're this, getting this it. Is, this is not a true statement. Well, that's okay. So you can navigate through this. Baseball is the only sport you don't pass the ball puck frisbee to another teammate. So he's saying because you don't use the word pass? You don't use you throw you throw the ball to other players to throw people out of bases. Right, you throw it, yeah. But he's saying why don't they use the word pass? <sighs> All right, so what's another sport? <laughs> is golf a sport yeah you don't pass the ball it's true but it, yeah no it's it's it Mid he should have said team sport he had to say team sport he didn't do Mid it busted let's yeah. roll sorry bull <laughs> jj jackson the jaguars will suck this season and have a top five pick in the draft takes on takes that this is a spoiler question for later in the week yeah, I guess we'll we'll work through their schedule, but I don't think highly of this Jags offense like at all. Not anywhere. I'm not very high on it. I think they've got some pieces on the offensive line, but I mean, across the board, I think their receivers are underwhelming. The running backs are underwhelming. They have nothing at tight end, which was a very big deal for Nick Foles when he was successful with the Eagles. They lost pieces on defense like Malik Jackson, uh, Telvin Smith, Tayshawn Gibson. I mean, I don't like their locker room. I don't like Doug Marone. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'll take this for sure. Joe, real quick, yeah. while I'm thinking of it, because we, we were talking about the schedule predictors and stuff that we did. I had somebody ask us yesterday, because we repicked the Colts games, right? Yeah. I had somebody ask, you didn't change the, the result of the Colts-Falcons game, but if you had, the Falcons would have gone from 12-4 and four to 13-3 and three and mm-hmm. been tied with the Saints. In that scenario, who would have won the division? All right, so what's the answer? The answer is the Saints would still have won the division. Okay, good to know. I just wanted to – I promised we would address that on the show today with because that was asked of us, and it just came into my head, and I said, ooh, I better do that. Man of his word, Kyle Krabs. Here's the tattle take for Solak's board. Brian turned in Ben Solak. He said, imagine being so wrong that you leave Elton Robinson, the Syracuse edge defender, out of your top 40 
and not among the top five edge prospects for the 2020 draft. Imagine. Imagine. Could not be me. Or me. Could not be Joe Marino. Who else could that not be amongst our staff? Hold on. (laughs) I'm going to do the whole staff. Time to find out. All right. Know what draft pod? I mean, we love Lockdown NFL Draft. We're fans of that pod, but this is the one you should listen to first, you know? Okay, we we have Alton Robinson rated 21st, 42nd, 14th, 21st, 43rd, 27th, and 32. All right, so who are those 240 people? Is that Trevor and Ben? Um, no. It is... Ben and Jordan. Jordan. Jordan has him 43rd. Oh, my God, Jordan. Jordan's actually the lowest on the staff. Man. About to have a meeting about that. The disrespect. Mantis Toboggan, MD. First off, appreciate the respect you put on Matt's Ryan name. Feels like he's overlooked a lot. With that being said... Am I wrong to feel like Matt Ryan can end up with a better career than Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, and Big Ben? What is what does better career mean? Because you know, is Matt Ryan going to win a Super Bowl? And Eli has two. Ben has one. Philip Rivers is kind of like the same thing as Matt Ryan, I guess. Does ben have two. Does he have two? Yeah. Does he have two? I'm pretty sure Ben Roethlisberger has two Super Bowls. All right. So yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know if I see two Super Bowls in the back end of Matt Ryan's career. Um, I mean, those are guys I think about in the same light. I mean, I've I've talked very highly about Matt Ryan and how quickly he got to 40,000 yards and eight straight seasons of 4,000 passing yards. And I mean, I I love Matt Ryan. I think he's one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Uh, But I think think that's the same ballpark, at least. Um, Let the record state Ben Roethlisberger has two Super Bowl championships. All right. There it is. I don't think it's, he won't get to two. I don't think Matt Ryan will get to two. They beat the Seahawks and Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, Brandon J says this sudden Andrew Luck retirement should be a sobering moment for the Houston Texans who have handled Deshaun Watson about as bad as the Grigson era Colts handled Andrew Luck. Yeah, this is this is spot on. Yeah, y'all gotta get your shit together, Houston. So trade Clowney. Okay, let's get off this train now. We've been waiting on this shoe to drop for two weeks. Let's pony up a first-round pick, get Trent Williams in the building. You can replace some of the draft capital by moving Clowney. And, like, let's move on with our lives here. And let's protect our franchise quarterback because you drafted a bunch of guys in the top 55 that you're playing at guard. Which is fine. Like, I have appreciation for good guard play too. But when the Florida State kid is leading the charge to Roderick Johnson's leading the charge to play left tackle for you. You have a problem. And you had a top 25 pick and you had two second round picks in the mid fifties. And you came away with nobody capable of playing guard right now for or tackle for a team right now. Who's in a winning window right now. You're ready to win right now. Can't protect your quarterback. It's a problem. Adam huddle. The NFL draft would have to be 10 rounds for Felipe Franks to get drafted. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 
I I think this I know what fact. he. Yeah, what he's getting at is that Felipe Franks is not a great quarterback. But I mean, we've seen the NFL draft quarterbacks of equal or worse ability than Felipe Franks, but they did not draft Tyree Jackson. And yeah, I think yeah, ten rounds seems about right for him to be a draft pick. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, all right, here we go. Seth Steer. He says Alabama will have 10 players drafted in the top 50. Offense, Harris, Tua, Ruggs, Judy, and Leatherwood. Defense, Moses, Diggs, Carter, Davis, and Jennings. Kyle, will one-fifth of the top 50 be Alabama players? No. Yeah, no. It won't. It won't. Um, I think you've got Locks and Tua, Judy, and Ruggs. I don't think Harris is a lock for top 50. Uh, Leatherwood is interesting to me because he's playing tackle this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I probably still prefer him at guard. I need to see how he looks at tackle. I think Moses is probably a lock. Um, he didn't mention, mentioned Lewis, Terrell Lewis. He didn't mention Terrell Lewis and, um, he didn't mention Xavier McKinney. So I would guess there's, that there's, this is erroneous on multiple levels. Yeah, he's got the wrong wrong guys. But for the he's sake of the, the discussion, what is it, like six locks? Tua, Ruggs, Judy, Moses, McKinney, Davis? And Davis. Yeah, I'd say there's probably six or seven guys that, that'll go top 50 out of So then they would – ten. Yeah. But get McKinney in the, in, in the mix here, brother. Yes, we got to get McKinney in there. Um, Michael Christopher, if this report is true and Miami trades Tunsil – they might be the dumbest team rebuilding franchise ever to give an elite left tackle away in his prime takes on takes. Yeah, so this whole potential tunsil. They're not trading. Yeah, they're, they're not trading. They're not going to, but it's I think we have to at least have this conversation really quick. I think that'd be really stupid. He's on he's under contract this year for a very modest deal, and then next year like $10 million. So you have very economic deal for a left tackle, one of the best left tackles in football, young player. And you think about Miami and this this rebuild that they're going through. He's a player that you identify as a building block and you solidify a premium position with a guy that you know exactly what you're getting. So when I think about Miami and what they need to do, it's not getting rid of the the high caliber left tackle that they have already in the mix. So, I mean, unless there's something I don't know about Tunsil in terms of locker room type issues, there's not a chance that I'm letting him walk out of the building. All right, so here's – Here's the way this went. We'll keep this the Spark Notes version, right? Like, I guarantee you what happened is Houston called Miami and said, Hey, what do you want for Laramie Tunsil? Because they're in the market for a left tackle. Yep. And Miami, because Miami didn't immediately hang up the phone, <laughs> we now have a rumor that the Dolphins are listening to offers for Laramie Tunsil. And it's like, well, you you hear what they have to offer. But that doesn't mean they were ever seriously considering trading him. And you listen to both sides of like, yes, that did happen. And no, that did not happen. That's kind of the result in which satisfies both of their criteria. Is somebody probably called asking about Laramie Tunsil and Chris Greer didn't hang up the phone right away, which is fine. Like here with that, because if they offer you like clowning and three first round picks, you're going to say no. <laughs> right. That's when you start. Yeah. you listen. Right. I'd listen to everything if I was a GM. Yeah, you'd be doing yourself a disservice not to. Yeah. So I, but no, I, I highly, 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 highly doubt Tunsil's going anywhere. They love him there. They want him to be a part of the long term. They've told him as much. So I think there, there's a little bit of smoke there 
uh, but nothing to take too seriously. Joey Lofaro says Maryland will feed off the I. Uh, excuse me, I got to get this right. Maryland will feed off the do it without Durkin momentum from last year and be bowl eligible in Lockley's first year as head coach. I think Loxley can bring some positive energy to this program, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the talent that they have. So they, you know, they've always had exciting like skill players. Um, the question for them is, what does the schedule look like? Which is why I'm going to pull up the schedule right now. Got to find six All wins right. on this thing. We're right? going to find six wins on this schedule. That's what it's we have be- to do. Do you know that three Virginia Tech players have transferred from Virginia Tech to Maryland? Maryland? Yeah. (laughs) Woo! Fuente, guys, I'm telling you, he's poop. All right. Howard. One. Home against Howard. Yep. That's a win. Yep. Yep. Home against Syracuse. Loss. Winnable game, (sighs) but I agree it's probably a loss. At Temple. Push. But they got a chance. Winnable game. A winnable game. Yeah, I'll give them, I'll give them a win there. Okay, winnable game. Temple beat them last year, I think, didn't they? Think so. Home against Penn State. Nah, I agree with you. I have a two and two right now. Yep. At Rutgers, win, win. Now you got three at Purdue. I think you look at this three game stretch and say they win two of those games. That's coming up here. Two of the next three. Yeah, I can't Purdue, Indiana, Minnesota. Can they not win okay, two then of those? I'll, then I'll give them. I'll give them wins against Purdue and Indiana, and give them a loss at Minnesota. Okay. So now they're at five. <sighs> Look at the end of this thing. And, oh, <laughs> home against Michigan. Nope. Nope. At Ohio State. Nope. Nope. Home against Nebraska. That's the best chance they have to win That's in the last your best four. Chance. Yeah. And then you play at Michigan State. So, so you either got your like, mm. I'll give them one six. Of those last two. I think they'll, I think they'll steal one. I, I'll give them six and six. Okay, so they're going to be either Nebraska or Michigan State, or they'll pull a miracle. They they should have beat Ohio State last year. And well, or the other course is they have to win all three of those: Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana, Minnesota. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hey, they got a chance. They got a good chance. They have a good chance. Yeah. I won't say they have a great chance, but they have a good chance. Yeah. Um, if Cam missed Carolina's first two games, Greer goes two and zero as a starting quarterback. The Carolina Panthers. so much wrong, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy Belgu Belgao. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of issues here. I think Greer is the three or the four. Um, I don't think he gets a chance to play, so he won't even have the opportunity to go two and zero. If Cam, I, I I think Cam's on pace to play. I don't like that they have two games in the first four days of the season. But Greer's not going to be the quarterback that they asked to go play in those games if Cam's hurt. It's going to be Kyle Allen or Tyler Heineke. All right, Christian Morrell says, oh boy, a couple. No, uh, here we go. Yeah, Christian Morrell says. He's essentially tattle-taking us. <sighs> yeah, but I, we got we to deal with it. He says, you went after his dimes in spring training, and now he's literally called Danny Dimes, referring to Daniel Jones. I know it's preseason, but it's looking like we were all very wrong about him. Looks like he was a tough one to scout with no talent around him at Duke. I mean, we're talking about three preseason games. Nate Peterman looked like an all-pro quarterback in the preseason. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that Daniel Jones is going to be bad. I graded Daniel Jones as a potential average starting quarterback in the NFL. But the amount of scheming that's going into play right now 
isn't all that much. These games are exhibition games that aren't counting. Daniel Jones effectively has no pressure, right? Because Eli's still there. It's like, uh, there's nothing really to lose. Right now, when you go out, you just cut it out, cut it loose and play. I'm, I'm very encouraged by Daniel Jones, and yeah, he looks good. He's been more accurate in some of the problem areas of his spray chart than what I saw at Duke, which is terrific. But I'm not going to backtrack on my apprehensions of Daniel Jones based off of three preseason games. 25 passing attempts. 25 passing attempts. But I will will acknowledge, if I'm wrong, when we have enough information, if Daniel Jones ends up being a star quarterback in the NFL or a plus starter, I will happily admit that I'm wrong. I just don't think we're there yet. Take from Corey. Three more, Joe. Yep. Uh, the 49ers will be top three in sacks, and the Vikings will be top three in total offensive yards. I mean, if Bosa was healthy, I, I could get behind the 49ers deal there with Ford, Buckner, you know, Solomon Thomas getting some inside rush, Eric Armstead, Bosa. Like, yeah, I could get behind that, but Bosa's not healthy. And I think that really weakens that possibility. They'll be much improved rushing the passer. Um, Vikings top three in total offensive yards. Somebody saw Dal- Dalvin Cook rip off an 85-yard touchdown 85 run. Yard run. <laughs> it is ready to get real excited about the Vikings. I mean, obviously, you got to love their skill players, right? I mean, if Cook can be healthy, Diggs, Steelen, Irv Smith's had a really good preseason. Nobody's really talking about that. And, of course, Kyle Here's Rudolph. Here's the problem, though. What? Here's the problem. Yeah. They have no depth at wide receiver. No, they no. don't. Their three is going to be like Chad Beebe. So, no. I, and I think that Minnesota will have a fine offense, but – I can point to some other offenses in the NFL and and really find it difficult to believe that they're going to be less productive than Minnesota. So I'll I'll sell that, but they'll be a good offense. Uh, Can can you give me the take from Jordan? I'm tired of talking about Taysom Hill. We had multiple people send this in. They want your take on this, Kyle. Well, my, my take is it's wrong. I want to know what your take is on it. All right, well, then give it to me. We have to deal with it. Dennis SK and other people sent this in. That's a long name, Joe. Yeah, I just put that because multiple people <laughs> wanted. Well, I mean, Daryl Daniel Jeremiah trying to rock the boat here. No, they're just the, the people are trying to get me all hot and bothered on a Tuesday, and it's not going to happen. I'm just going to say I disagree with the take. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah in the latest episode of Move the Sticks. If your team was facing Drew Brees and he goes down, I would much rather take my chances against Teddy Bridgewater than I would against Taysom Hill. I disagree with this take. As do I. Okay, uh, so you get this one here. That's it? What do you want me to say? It's not a good take. I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater every single time. All right. I will will give Taysom Hill this. His mobility gives him a little bit more of a wild card to his game than Teddy Bridgewater does. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So if you're worried about a guy that's just going to run around and sandlot it back there, then yes, you do need to worry about Taysom Hill, and the Saints can do some quarterback concepts with QB runs, so there is a little bit more on your plate. But Taysom Hill is an inaccurate passer, and I would rather have a more accurate passer if I was an offense to be able to consistently move the ball through the air, and I think that's Teddy Bridgewater. So who gets the last one? You want this? No, you you nutted out on me, so you're going to get this one, too. Take from Jordan. 
Since Buffalo gutted my Panthers offense, Sands, Luke Keekley, and Shaq Thompson, I've had this hot take burning in my soul. Assuming Ronald is still the head coach, Ronald. Ronald Rivera. Ronald. Yeah. Oh, I never really associated. Yeah, I never with did Ronald. either. I never did either, but that's what he put. So. Like, who the hell's Ronald? Yeah. Assuming Ron Rivera is still the head coach, Carolina lets Shaq Thompson walk and takes Isaiah Simmons in the first round to put next to Luke Keekley at inside linebacker next year. So I don't I mean, I don't know what we're talking about with the Bills gutting the Panthers defense. They have like Star Latulale. That's it. I guess they have Captain Munderland and Kirk Coleman, but they cut those guys and played for other teams before they went to Buffalo. Like I don't I don't know. I can't I can't get behind that. Um no, I think I think they like Shaq Thompson. I think he's gonna have a good year. They've kind of had him waiting in the wings. They didn't, you know, they didn't retain Thomas Davis because they wanted Shaq Thompson to play. I think that he's going to be a player that they're going to identify and pay good money to. So, and Carolina will address a different need with their first round pick. I can see Marty Herney liking Isaiah Simmons. Uh, there's no question there, but I don't know. I I don't I don't think I don't think Shaq Thompson's a player that Carolina is thinking about letting walk. To be honest with you, there you have it. We're done here. Takes on takes is concluded. Tomorrow on the show is the AFC West picking games. Uh, I believe we've done uh, four games, so I'll have to pick 12 games for each of the four teams in the AFC West. Looking forward to finding out, Joe, what we predict the end result of our bet to be this year. I'm nervous about it. Let me tell you why. I bet you are. The Chargers don't have Darwin, Russell Okung, or Melvin Gordon, sir. I'm real nervous right now. Sounds like a bad bet. Well. Sounds like a real bad your, your bet. Your boys don't have uh, Zeke, and it, that's fine. They got Tony Pollard, Zeke. Who? <laughs> Replacement level running back, brother. I've been wrong the whole time, huh? Yeah, I tried to tell you Zeke wasn't elite. Kidding myself? I tried to tell you. Christ. <laughs> uh, but Eagles and Cowboys combined for uh, twenty-three wins. Oh no! <laughs> well, I'll, so, I'll try to convince you on about fourteen for the Chiefs. No. Get if I can get ten from LA, that's twenty four. <laughs> get 10, ten from LA and Chiefs go undefeated. There you go. Come back tomorrow, find out if it happens. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.